Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is Friday the 13th, November 13th, 2020. Ooh, spooky. Bad stuff happens on the 13th, right? Isn't that how it goes? That's what I hear. Well, you know, our bad stuff happens Sunday, so we're good. We're good <laughs> on the 13th today. No bad stuff. I uh, hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. Got a good show for you today. We're going to be going over the All-22 film from the Saints debacle. Cover a little bit of Buccaneers news. Do you have any news? I do have a little okay. bit of news, yeah. Cover, <laughs> I'm glad you do, because I ain't got nothing but All-22 stuff. Uh, and then we're going to cover the kittens game coming up. Yeah, yeah. So got a big drama packed show for you. Molly has been under the weather all week. I think the game Sunday really <laughs> messed with her immune system. And <laughs> something. Uh, so I did not call in sick because of the uh, Saints game. It's because I was sick. That's yeah, right, 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 right. I think that started it. Yeah. Depression will make you <laughs> stress. <laughs> so uh, we got Panthers coming up. It's kind of a big game. It's a big game for us, and you know, just get this uh, this monkey off our back, man. We played the Giants and the Raiders, and in both games, it just seemed like we were just blah. And we beat the Raiders, but we, you know, it wasn't a fantastic performance not like green bay it seems like after green bay we've kind of gone downhill you know with vita getting hurt that really hurts our defense a lot mm-hmm. and the raiders game we kind of declined a little bit the giants game we were bad and then this game was just a total disaster from top to bottom just bad 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 football now we ask ourselves did we win the game did we lose the game did we get beat or did the refs do it? Well, in this game, I can say definitively we sucked. We just beat ourselves. We played bad, bad football. It really had nothing to do with the Saints. Now, not to take anything away from the Saints, although I can't stand them. <laughs> they, you know, they played pretty good football. Didn't I mean, they're a up. good team. Yeah, and you can't come to a good team like that and expect to win and play right. when especially, you play like that. Yes, especially the way we played and as many mistakes as we made. You know, it wasn't like they were beating us. We were really beating ourselves. Just silly stuff all over the field, and like I said, from top to bottom, from the coaches to the water boys, it seemed like we just had, we just had bad football. So we're going to get into that. We got any fact checker follow ups? No, of course not. We're perfect again. We're bad in a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they say in baseball, isn't it? Bad I don't thousand? have time for other sports. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they scored a no goal idea. unit. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a touchdown or a field goal, I don't care. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> so this game was just, it reminded me, the fans' reactions afterwards, which you kind of expect. You know, everybody's upset. We especially like that. That one really just yeah. kind of pissed me off because it was just we were not competitive in any mm-hmm. sense whatsoever at any point. No. And we're a much better team. We know that. Mm-hmm. And we played almost like we 
we played in the past years where we just come out in some games and just screw up left and right. It seems like there's no leadership, no <laughs> no communication or something. Very, very strange. But with this game, when we lost, it reminded me of the 2008 financial crisis. What? Now, Yes. Like a whole economy just like collapsed. <laughs> well, more of the fans' reactions to it. Not oh, just gotcha. the fans, okay. but the media's reaction to it. No matter what your political beliefs are or leanings or how you view the world, you can find fault and blame who you want to blame in this game. If you don't like the general manager, you could attack the general manager with this game. If you don't like the offensive linemen, you can attack them. If you don't like the receivers, attack them. If you don't like the secondary, attack them. If you don't like the coordinators, attack them. Because they all screwed up. All of them. And it's just like the financial crisis. You know, when the financial crisis happened, I read all kinds of books and studied up on it and everything. And the conclusion I came to is that everybody was at fault. Everybody. The American people, the regulators, the <laughs> banks. Everybody. But depending on wh who you listen to, their political leanings or the way they viewed the world, they could pick out a certain group and just attack them with it. You know, like if you, if you thought it was all, oh, you know, low income people were getting houses they couldn't afford. Yes, that was true. Or, you know, big banks were uh, preying on, you know, the predatory lending. Yes, that was true. Or, you know, uh, with the greed of the real estate market. Yes, that was true. It was all true. <laughs> It was all true, but yet no matter who you, it depends on who you listen to as to, you know, who they're going to attack. And it's the same way with this game, with our fan base. I've heard everything, everything from the coordinators suck, that we need to fire Byron Leftwich, need to get rid of Bruce Arians. Uh, Todd Bowles played a horrible game. You know, he did this prevent defense, this uh, off coverage zone defense. Mm -hmm. I heard, you know, the offensive line, Joe Haig. You know, that's what stuck out to me when I watched your videos. Uh, your breakdown was, wow, the offensive line really uh, needs to get their shit together. That's mm -hmm. how I felt. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like Brady, there was stuff in there to go, ah, you know, Brady, you know, didn't Washed up, right. overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had that one pass that was just absolutely bonkers. Never seen him do anything like that before. As a matter of fact, I've heard a couple national analysts say that, too. Never seen Brady throw a pass like that. He basically just threw a duck straight up in the air. It was intercepted. <laughs> you know, and he was running. It, I don't know, crossed his body, threw it. It was never seen anything like that. So, you know, you, there's plenty of blame to go around. But nobody is at fault because everybody was at fault. I mean... You can't you can't point to Todd Bowles' defense and say, oh, that's the reason why we lost. We had one series that I saw where we played that soft zone coverage. It was four plays. And they started on their 38. It was after Brady threw an interception. They started on their 38, drove down the field in four plays, and then we stopped them. And that was the only time they got a field goal. And that's when we played that soft zone coverage. Oh, really? <laughs> And, you know, we do it during games all the time. You know, we'll sprinkle it in. Like I say, we play every type of coverage you can think of, every type of defense you can think of. We just mix them all in and disguise them and all that good stuff. I didn't see anything in this game where I went, why are we playing so much zone? It was just like it is every other game. 
It's just that one series, I think, it really stood out because they moved down the field so quick. In four plays, they went like 50 yards, and it looked like, I mean, you could definitely tell they were playing zone, and they played zone that whole series. But like I said, they stopped them at the end. Can you just give a quick synopsis of the defense and why you say, like, they don't really game plan for anyone in particular. It's the system. Like, it's the same every game. Yeah, it's like our offense is made to adjust in-game, play-by-play. And our defense is pretty much the same way. We we go out there and line up, and depending on what their offense does, we line up in strange formations on their offense. It's very, very rare if you see us line up in an expected defense. And then when the ball is snapped, a lot of times, we adjust our defense to how their receivers are running. So it's almost the exact same thing as on the, the offensive side of the ball, whereas on the offensive side of the ball, we don't necessarily have set routes that the receivers run so much as we have routes that adjust depending on what the defense is doing. That's why there's such a learning curve for the young guys, especially in the secondary. Right, and in this game, there was a lot of miscommunication between the receiver and the quarterback. See, well, I was going to say for our defense, like, I thought we would be over the miscommunication issues. No, not in this game. We definitely had a lot of miscommunication issues, a lot. So we're, uh, you know, we're we're at a stage now where the good thing is it's not because of lack of skill. The bad <laughs> thing is. It is lack of execution. Right. You know, if we don't get our execution better, we're not even going to make the playoffs at this rate. That was just—it was just a bad, bad performance. And it's been three games in a row where we've gradually declined in our performance, especially on defense. And this one was just a hot mess. Let's go through some of the stuff we saw. Uh, one thing I will say. The refs, again, screwed us. Not near as bad as they did in the first week, but almost. There was 24 uncalled penalties. Three Good of Lord. them. I know. Only three against the Bucks. Hmm. So that left 21 penalties. Out of those 21 penalties, I'd say, I, th- I, I think I didn't write it down. Wait, wait, yeah, I did. Uh, 18 of them were holds. So they didn't call holds at all, Hartley, in this game. Uh, uh, Donovan Smith got called for holding in the first quarter, which was a complete BS call, I thought. He was pushing the guy, and the guy turned around, and when he did, Donovan put his hands up in the air to show that he wasn't holding the guy, and then the guy kept going, and he ran into Donovan's hand with his helmet. So Donovan just kind of yanked his helmet real quick. He didn't grab it or nothing. He just kind of – it was almost like he was pulling his arm back to his body, and the guy's helmet got in the way. And you could see the guy's head move a little bit, but it was no big deal. Now, in the third quarter, I think it was the third quarter, the same exact thing happened with Shaquille Barrett. Uh, 71, this is a third quarter, 15 minutes, first play of the third quarter. The same exact thing happened to Shaquille Barrett. He was going 71, stuck his hand out, got a piece of Shaquille Barrett, Shaquille's Barrett helmet as he was going by. And, you know, it just kind of knocked it to the side a little bit. They didn't call it. So I wrote that one down. I was like, normally I wouldn't call that a holding, but they did, so screw it. I actually put that in my notes. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So the the 
refs really, really sucked on this. They didn't call hardly any holding. When they did, it was against us. It was crappy things. There was three false starts on their side that they didn't call. I put one of them, maybe two, in the video. The first one I didn't because it was so ticky-tacky. Now, they were very quick. They were, you know, the people would move a quarter of a second before the ball was snapped. But that's false start. You know, you could say, eh, you know, it's kind of hard for the rest to see that. Well, you know, that's their job. <laughs> you know, when, when I did it in uh, regular speed, you could see it. You know, and then when you do it in slow motion, you can really see it. So I'm like, well, if I can see it, why can't they see it? That's, what, that's all they got to do is they right, they're standing right there. They're standing right there. It's their job. They sit there and look and see if these guys move and they can't see that. Yeah, I don't know. And it was like uh, Davenport, 91. He got a sack on Tom Brady. They, It's the one where Donovan Smith sacked Tom Brady. <laughs> that Davenport was so bad. It was funny. I was laughing so like, hard come watching this on, game. Bro. Yeah, this game was one of those where if you didn't laugh, you cried. So mm, I just laughed mm-hmm. all the way through this game film. But Davenport uh, did encroachment. He was across the line before the ball was snapped. And I mean, it wasn't, it was by a helmet at least. And they didn't call that. It's, it's just very strange. There was a lot of holding, just like in the first game where their holds greatly affected the game a couple times on third and short. Uh, we would go in to tackle the runner, and the guys would get held just enough, you know, by, so it slowed them down a half a step or a step, and the runner would be able to get first down. Yeah, that were, there was that one on 33 where he would have had Kamara mm-hmm. in the backfield, basically. Yeah, number 10, Jaquan Smith, what's his name? Uh, Smith. I don't know. I can't he remember. is very bad at holding, and 82, one of their tight ends. At least I think it was 82. I can't remember. There's, a, there's so much holding. Uh, but number 10 is very bad at it. But you have to say he's good at it because he doesn't get called. <laughs> I guess. Depends on your definition of good and bad. It's a gray area there. So the, we played horrible. Even if we wouldn't have, if we would have got those penalties, most likely we would have lost this game because we just played <clears throat> so bad. And it wasn't, it wasn't like we played bad as a unit. You know, it wasn't like our secondary sucked. You know, it, it wasn't like our uh, front seven sucked or our offensive line as a unit sucked or our receivers. It would be one person like every other play, you know, would just make a big mistake or a mis- mistake big enough that they could capitalize on it. And it would cause a cascading effect. We did some of the most, I don't know, basically bad stuff. <sighs> A lot to get to here. <laughs> <laughs> you it did was, get four videos out of it. Oh, it was a entertaining game to watch. Just there was so saw, much. You were such on. a masochist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown just want to cover this. He's he's fun to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. I I want to see him take off. I want to see him yeah. have a good game. I think he could do it against Carolina. Yeah, the interesting thing is that it was really hard for me to tell between him and Chris Godwin. They they have a kind of a same style to them, and I kept oh, really? getting confused watching them. And I'd be like, "That's Chris Godwin? No, that's Antonio Brown." What Are, the they're similar builds too, right? Like kind of tall and lanky. I I don't know if Antonio Brown's tall and lanky, but he's skinny for sure. They Thin. they really have the same kind of movements on the field. Uh, Antonio Brown's got, he's just a little bit smoother 
You know, he's got a, man, he's got a really pretty stride, you know, just almost like a a show horse when he's out there running. And It's like a gazelle. Yeah, I was watching Scotty Miller was on the opposite side of him one time and they both took off at the same, basically ran the same pattern and they were right, right uh, with each other. So they're about the same speed. Oh. Yeah, it it was a pretty deep route too. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see Antonio Brown, see what he wants to do, see what he can do. I was kind of disappointed they didn't have him back there at kick returns. Man, we need to do something about our special teams. It's really bad. I'm, I'm talking about our punt and kick blocking. It's just bad. I mean, our players just phoning it in, basically. I, I don't think so. I think it's the coaching. I think that, you know, they're not coaching these guys to block, <laughs> you know. They're, they're, it's almost like they're more worried about them being in the right position than they are what they do after they get there. Yeah. Uh, there was one, I put it in the video. Uh, if you if you don't know, the Things I Found Interesting video series is out on YouTube, so go check that out when you get a chance. It's four videos, all about 10 minutes a piece. Uh, some pretty interesting things in there. But I put in there one time, uh, Connor, 79. Oh, he, my gosh, this one was awful. Yeah, he goes... And he basically runs 30 yards and doesn't block a single person. And the guy he Except for blocked, a buccaneer. <laughs> he nearly ran into a buccaneer. <laughs> but the guy he was supposed to block ran right past him and made the tackle. It was... But that that's endemic of our special teams. There was one uh, punt where they kicked it and we had three guys go unblocked right down the middle and just surrounded our, our punt returner. And... <clears throat> I, I'm sitting there going, how do you mess that up? I mean, that, that's like punting 101. You at least block the guys in the middle. But we didn't even touch them. They just ran untouched right down the field. Mm. So we have got to, you know, I've been saying this all year long, our special teams is our weakness. It's not a horrible, horrible weakness, but it's going to bite us. You know, and It, it should have bit us worse in this game. Okay, some of the things. Golston and 58 <clears throat> Barrett, they they came on in the second half. They 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 had a pretty good game. Golston had a good game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but not a whole lot during the first first half. As a matter of fact, nobody had a good game in the first half. I'm well, break yeah, I mean they were up thirty one zip by the half, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. It's so sad. So sad. Uh, the positive plays that I counted per, per player. When I do this, I don't look at whether the play worked or didn't work. I just look at if a guy did something above and beyond, basically. You know, if he uh, got a strip sack or if he uh, threw a blocker down or, you know what I'm saying, if they mm-hmm. if they played well. We had four of those in the first quarter. That's wow. including offense and defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> four. Four good oh, gosh. individual attempts or plays. Uh, second quarter, we had five. Oh, wow. Third quarter, we had six. Fourth quarter, we had one. Yeah. Yes. So that gives us 16 good plays in this whole game. Wow. Now, here are the bad plays. This is, these are when players screw up. We had 12 in the first quarter. Oh, my God. 15 in the second quarter. Uh. Eight in the third quarter. And 10 in the fourth quarter. So that's 45 bad plays to 16 good ones. That is oh, wow. a huge, huge deficit. Really, really, really bad. Okay, so going through some of these plays and some of the just the weird stuff that happened, man. Uh, one, we we talked about Bruce Arians or uh, 
uh, Tom Brady with that. Uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. It was just a, it was a bad decision. It was bad technique. It was bad everything. You know, he's running out of the pocket, and he just turns, throws across his body, throws it straight up in the air to a covered Rob Gronkowski, and it gets intercepted. I, I have never seen Tom Brady do anything like that. It will look like a just a pure desperation. It, it looked like something Jameis Winston would do, you know. And he didn't get hit. He didn't you know, stumble as he was throwing. It was just a completely bad throw. And it was a bad choice, bad decision. So so you got that. Then you got receiver miscommunication. I counted three, two, maybe three instances where the receiver thought one thing, Tom Brady thought another, so he threw it, and it was just completely off target. So, you know, where is that coming from? One was with Antonio Brown, so you kind of could understand it because he was new. Yeah. But the other two... You know, it was like, what? Uh, then we had dropped balls. I counted three dropped balls, two of them by Gronkowski, one in the end zone. Is that, one, is that the one that went through his hands? Or you don't count that as a drop? Yeah, I count that as, yeah, I counted that one as a drop, too. He could have caught that ball. Yeah. Sure. And he laid out for it. But that, was yeah. a, that one was a strange one, too. If you, if you watch the video, Gronkowski is running down the field, and he's beat his coverage. Uh, Brady throws it. It's a little deep. Ron Gronkowski is a little slow, but he stretches out. It goes right through his hands. He lands on his face. Incomplete. <laughs> well, right next to him is Antonio Brown, completely uncovered. Antonio Brown was completely uncovered on his whole route, and he ran the same route that Gronkowski did just about 10, 15 yards over. So, you know, it was a bad decision by Brady. If you know how he didn't see Antonio Brown running down the field wide open, I don't know. So you know you got that. You got Brady screwing up. You got the receiver screwing up. You got Brady and the receiver screwing up. So that right there counted for five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different plays, nine plays where the quarterback and the receiver is just crapped to bed. All right, our punter. What was up with him? He punted short mm-hmm. every time, and then. He, you know, he does our kickoffs too. And he kicked one out of bounds on kickoff. Now they were obviously trying to kick it high and short so that our guys could get down there and get the ball. You know, it was kind of like an onside kick, but it was short. And it goes out of bounds. So they get the ball on the 40. He played horrible. Our punter played horrible. <laughs> you know, I would blame the wind and the rain, except for the Saints the play Saints in a play. dome and they did not have these issues. Right, yeah, and there was hardly any slipping on this field. I yeah. think I kind of two, three slips. So you can't you can't play in the rain. No, he didn't have a problem with it. Right. Okay, so we've got our quarterback made bad plays and bad decisions. Our receivers made bad plays, bad decisions. Our punter made bad plays and bad decisions. Uh, Devin White was just. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with him either. He he had a number of tackle for losses where he got in the backfield and just missed tackles. Mm-hmm. This is Devin White we're talking about. It wasn't just Devin White. We had a lot of missed tackles. Yeah, it, I noticed that during the game, and it felt like they were like slipping through the tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could say, well, yeah, Kamara is a hard guy to tackle, but we tackle him all the time. Yeah, and it wasn't just Kamara. It was other guys. You know, we we missed tackles on Taysom Hill. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was one in particular where, uh, gosh, I can't remember who it was that caught the ball. 
uh, one of the Saints guys, he caught the ball. We had three guys there, Levante David, Whitehead, I think, and Carlton Davis. I can't remember. I got, I got it written down somewhere. With three guys, they all missed the tackle. The guy keeps running. And then Winfield misses the tackle. Ugh. And I think it was uh, Levante David or Devin White came up behind the guy and tackled him. But it was a 15-yard pass that ended up getting 40 yards, due 100%. To miss tackle. Ugh. We don't do that. I know. And that's so unusual. Right. So here we go. We've got Tom Brady, who never, never throws passes like that, throws passes like that. We've got <laughs> miscommunication between our receivers and our quarterback. We've got our receivers dropping balls. We've got our punter kicking short and out of bounds on the kickoff. And we've got Devin White, Levante David, Whitehead, Winfield, all these guys missing tackles. It's like everybody was not doing their job. And then, you know, there was that one time when uh, D- Levante David got a touchdown scored on him. He he got two scored on him, I think. Ugh. But he he's out there covering the tight end. Tight ends on in a receiver set uh, over on the left. And Levante mm-hmm. recognizes that Calvin, Alvin Kamara is, is probably going to run out and do a swing pass or, you know, catch the ball in the flats. So he's, he turns around and he starts yelling at Mentor. He's getting Mentor's attention. We have three outs, inside linebackers out on this play, and Kevin Mentor was one of them. So he's telling Mentor, he says, hey, keep an eye on Kamara. You know, I'm sure it's more complex than that. But So he's sitting there yelling at Mentor, and they snap the ball. And uh, Levante David is caught flat-footed. You know, he wasn't ready. And instead of them going to Camara like he thought they were, which you know was a good call on his part, the the tight end just shoots into the into the end zone and catches the ball. Easiest easiest touchdown in the world because Devontae David was caught flat footed talking to Minter. <laughs> so another communication issue. Another communication issue. And this Levante David we're talking about. He doesn't do that. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, uh, Devin White had a, a couple tackles for loss, one for a touchdown. Uh, we had our cornerbacks just getting beat in coverage, just doing silly stuff. Uh, Dean, one time, you know, I, I don't know. It looked like on film that he got pushed, but he it it doesn't look like it at the same time. But it he just like kind of stumbles and goes in the wrong direction and the guy just turns left boom touchdown you know we had one where uh carlton davis carlton davis our premier elite cornerback turns the wrong way and gets caught on you know, and this was for a third down for you know a, a third down completion for a first down we don't do this and you cannot do that against drew Brees. <laughs> Yeah, no, not at all. And you know, so so we had just mistakes all the way across the board. I I don't know if you remember that one touchdown where Ten, can't mm-hmm. remember that guy's name, Smith, Devontae Smith. He was all alone in the end zone. And Drew Brees just lobbed it to him and he, you know, toe touch grabbed it. And there, there was nobody there. I mean, we just had busted coverage. Was that uh, the one you thought maybe 
Bunting was yeah. on. I, I really couldn't figure out whose responsibility it was. He, the he Drew Brees faked all of our guys out with a pump fake to <laughs> Camara. They were expecting it to go to Camara. So three of them just dropped everything they were doing and ran towards Camara. And 10 got by them and it was just there. It was just complete. We just don't do that. We are a disciplined, smart football team, and we just don't do that. But we did in this game. Uh, Haig, Joe Haig, did not play well. Okay, you were talking about John Ledger's uh, piece on him, and you were a little... Yeah, yeah, I, w- I was a little miffed at that. I mean, you don't, you don't put a guy in the offensive line and expect him to to do well. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it takes a while for these guys to work together. And it is a lot of working together. And, you know, he didn't get a lot of help. Uh, I was really surprised by that. I thought Jensen would keep an eye on him more than he did, but he didn't. And, you know, Donovan Smith was having his own struggles. <laughs> so, you know, Donovan couldn't help him any. And Haig had seven bad plays. Now, in reference Ali Marpet will on a bad day have three. Yeah. You know. So Haig did not play well. But at the same time, I don't felt like Haig's performance affected our play that much. There were a couple plays where, yeah, it, it did get to Brady. But you know, Brady's good to where, you know, even if you do have one offensive lineman, he could get the ball out. You know. He just was not <laughs> not playing well. You know, this Tom Brady. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, Donovan Smith, he was Donovan Smith. You know, he he had some great plays, and then he had some stinkers, and you know, a lot of watching the game happen. He loves to watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he's on the field. <laughs> yeah. In the video, God, I was laughing so hard. Okay. Uh, J- where he watched, I don't know if this is the one where he helped stack Tom. Yeah. Or what? But I love at the end of it, he puts his hand up like where he's just like, ooh. Like he does a little. <laughs> he's always just like, ooh. That, <laughs> yeah. was, a, that was a bad play. Gosh, guys. But yeah, the, uh, Joe Haig ends up getting a quarterback hit on Tom Brady. That one, I laughed so hard on that one because he just gets spun around and pushed right into Brady. <laughs> And acts like he's going to tackle him. He puts his arms around him. And then he, it's not like he realizes, oh, my gosh, this is Tom Brady. So then he. And let's go of him and falls to the ground. Tom Brady didn't fall. And then uh, I think it was a play or a play later, Donovan Smith ends up sacking Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady steps back into Donovan Smith trying to get his defender, and uh, Donovan Smith just plows right over the top of him. I'm just like, whoa, what is going on here? Uh, Kappa had a good game. Uh, Wirfs had a good game. He got beat once, and then he just handled Cameron Jordan the rest of the game uh, there was a couple of plays where I was like wow that was that was really good on worst parts worst parts worst parts <laughs> uh Jensen did all right but you know the defensive line they did well you know nothing spectacular but you know they were they were getting pressure on Breeze which is not quick enough you just can't you it's just so can't. hard to do yeah, with him yeah, yeah. and even when he had a long time they you know they would get there kind of late to him we had a couple of plays where we got to him but even when you do get to him, he's going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the offensive lineman's feet. Right. And not get called for intentional grounding. So, you know, just there was no spectacular performances at all. You know, the the best performance I could say would be Golston, you know, and Barrett. 
but neither one of them really played spectacularly. Uh, let me see. Uh, there was this one play, the fourth quarter, first play of the fourth quarter, uh, Taysom Hill. It was third and four, and this well, this this kind of mess was happening all night. It was third and four. Taysom Hill's in the court, in, uh, the quarterback position. They snapped the ball. It was a bad snap. It rolled on the ground. Right. Taysom Hill like scrambles to pick it up. He picks it up. There's nobody on our. You know, we got no penetration on this. We had six guys in coverage, so that means we ran. We we rushed five. You know, we didn't get any penetration. If we would have, then you know, might would have been able to recover that ball or at least get to Taysom Hill while he was fumbling for it. So we had six guys in coverage. They ran four receivers out with one of them completely wide open. What? All six of our guys were on the right side of the field. And this tight end, he went, ran over to the left side. Nobody covered him at all. He was wide open. I think he ended up getting like 40 yards. And that was Carlton Davis. I, I don't know what he was doing. He just ran to the other side of the field for some reason, left the whole complete left side of the field completely wide open. There was nobody over there. There were six guys on one side covering three receivers, no guys on the other side covering one receiver. So it was just, it was just stuff like that all game long. And, I, you know, we, we have got to, if this isn't a wake-up call to our team, then, you know, we're not even going to make the playoffs this year. Hate to say, but we've gotten worse every game since that Green Bay game, and this game was just a poor, poor performance. It was. I felt like none of these guys had even practiced for this game. Like we didn't even have a game plan. You know, say game plan. We don't really game plan the way a lot of teams game plan. But they just weren't ready. No, no. This this team. These these guys were not prepared or not. I don't. I don't know. Not on point. I don't even know how to explain it. Joe Buck's fan wrote an article today about the nighttime games because it does seem like this keeps happening. And BA had talked about it and said, basically, I don't know what it is like our game day prep if they're not, you know, mentally in it or, you know, we have to do something different the day of. But something's got to give. Especially, I mean, this week we have a one o'clock game, but then next week we're on prime time again playing the Rams. So, Oof, man, I'm not looking forward. I to know that. we gotta get it together. Yeah, if we if we don't play better, they're just gonna beat the mess out of us. They are a strong physical team, and we're we're not playing real physical. You know? We're not playing smart either, nor are we playing fast. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not playing well. Bad execution. That's what I would say. Bad execution all across the board. There isn't anybody. And, you know, can't really say the running backs did bad. They didn't get a chance to do anything. They blocked well. Oh they gosh. caught well. You know? So, this is just, just a bad, bad showing. And it was embarrassing because, you know, the whole world was watching. The whole football mm-hmm. world. And it's a division game. You know, mm. you want to be competitive at least. I really, really thought we were going to get revenge on them. You know, just after that week one game, it just seemed like we should have yeah. really come out. Done something. I learned from it. 
you know? Yeah. Something. But, you know, I wonder if the saints have just kind of figured us out. Well, you know, I would say that if it wasn't for the fact that we played so poorly against the Giants, you know, and then how our defense was starting to go downhill against the Raiders. You know, it just to me, it looks like a progression of we're just getting worse. I don't know if the defense is getting big-headed. They've read their press clippings. They think they're better than they are. They're tired. I don't know. I mean, we don't have a bye. I haven't had a bye yet. Uh, Vita, you know, that might have been a bigger loss than any of us anticipated. It was a huge, huge yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah. It's just our, our run defense isn't nearly near as formidable now. And the pressure is not there. You know, Vita got pressure yeah. a lot yeah he's just so strong it was like he just shut down a whole quarter of a field you can't run in his direction Mm-mm. you know you've got to watch him you know on the pass rush you know and so that section around him was just off limits <laughs> you know and that's gone now and nacho and golston you know they are i like them they play with a lot of heart they don't stop and they're not bad players you know golston's you know, got bigger and stronger, and you know, he's able to uh, do a lot more this year. But they're not Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. You know, and McClendon, I think in, what have we had him, two, three games now? Yeah. Three games? I think I've had one time where I've written down that he had a good play. Now, he doesn't screw up. Yeah. Which, that's just as important as having, if not more important than having. That, that brings me to Barrett, too. I, don't know, I want to talk about that. Barrett. Yeah, I talked about this all year last year. You know, Barrett just does not make mistakes. You know, the guy is very smart. He knows what he's supposed to do, and he does it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never out of position. He, he you know, he, he doesn't get beat in blocks. You know, like if they're running to his side, you know, he's always going to push it back to the inside. He's, he's, you know, not going to get down blocked into the linemen, stuff like that. It, he he was that, that way in this game, too. He's just, the guy just doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. It's really incredible. I mean, you know, of course, everybody makes mistakes, but, you know, he'll make, I don't know, uh, one mistake a game, you know, where he's out of position or something. But It's incredible. It is. It really is. The guy's oh, really good. That reminds me, did you see his new nope. move? Did not see Dang a new it. move. I looked at every play and ah. watched him, and I was like, where's his new move at? Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. But we got burnt by Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill really beat yeah. us up. And, you know, that guy scares me. You know, we talked about that. I know. It's a few so years weird ago. because everyone else in the league is like, oh, he's overrated. He's, you know, uh-huh. why are they paying him so much? No, he is. He is really good. Just he's so it, fast, too. He's fast. He's strong. He's got a great arm on him. He seems smart. It's just, ugh. He's got a little gerbil face. That's when he reminds me of a gerbil. <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up. If you want to get some of the uh, interesting plays that I talked about here on visuals, go check out the videos on YouTube, Things I Found Interesting. It was a very, very enjoyable game to watch. It was just <laughs> in its absurdity. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't competitive at all. And, you know, the refs, they were, you know, just not, doing anything they were not calling that and I, I put it in a video a lot you know there were there were holds where they were stretching our jerseys out yeah uh you know two feet which one, was it the one on ryan smith 
Was it Ryan Smith they did it? Yeah, too? Ryan Smith running oh, down. Oh. The only player in the middle of the field, and there's a guy tugging on his jersey. Yeah. And remember, we wore the red jerseys, so it, like, stands out. You would like, think. Like, you can't miss it. You would think. But there's something about that white jersey, because it seemed like a lot of times we didn't even see guys. Like like the Connor block, uh, the <laughs> number 10 in the end zone. You know, he just went right between yeah. our guys. Uh, it just seemed like a lot of times we just couldn't see them. I don't know if they were blending in with their guys on the sideline or what, but I don't know, man. Got to come up with some reason. Again, it's like the banking crisis. You know, I'm going to find out what I don't like, <laughs> and I'm going to blame it. <laughs> Jason Light, what is wrong with you? Offensive line. Yeah. But, you know, I am, again, with the media, you know, it does discourage me that, you know, they will pick out, you know, they picked out the zone coverage thing. And, oh, and then the Mike Evans, you know, he's not throwing it to Mike yeah. Evans enough. You know, and then the, there was the one play where they're like, you know, Mike Evans was open on this play and he didn't throw it to him. That happens a lot. I've been talking about that for years. That, you know, quarterbacks, James Winston was absolutely atrocious for it. He would miss seeing open players six times a game. You know, Tom Brady is not great at it, but, you know, he's, uh, he's keeping it down to two or three times a game. But it happens. You know, and for them to pull out that one play and be like, this is the reason why we lost because Tom Brady's not seeing Mike Evans open. I'm like, what, what, y'all don't even watch. <laughs> I hate that. They, you know, take out one play. It's the same thing with the zone stuff. You know, it's like, why do we play zone? We always play zone. We play zone about 30% of the time, you know, maybe even half. We mix it up so much. You can't ever tell what we're going to do. Sometimes we play zone. Sometimes we play man. Sometimes we play man press. Sometimes we play off coverage. Sometimes we play on right on top of the people in the zone. Sometimes we do half zone, half man. We do all kinds of stuff. We have zero coverage. You know, just if you could think it, we do it during a game. You know, and why they picked out this zone coverage mess this year? I have or this game? I have no idea. But it, it does discourage me that they put that narrative out there and then everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You know, so now everybody's mad at Tom Brady because he's not throwing to Mike Evans when Mike Evans is open. You know, or everybody's mad at Byron Leftwich for having a bad defensive game plan. Yeah, tumble. Yeah. I, uh, Byron Leftwich didn't tell him not to tackle guys. Right. Byron Leftwich didn't tell him not to cover yeah. guys. <laughs> Tom Bowles. Or Byron's, Tom Bowles. Yeah. What did I say? Byron Leftwich. Yeah, yeah. Byron. Yeah, Run yeah. Side. If Byron Leftwich wasn't telling people to drop passes or right, don't know, throw to Mike Evans. Run a curl route when you're supposed to run a go route. You know, I mean, it's like yeah, you know, these people were screwing up out there. Did you watch Ronde's film breakdowns this week? No, I didn't. <laughs> I what didn't was, either. I was just curious if you didn't see that. Yeah, I need to. What he had to say. Yeah, I haven't really. Got, I I watched a couple of the press conferences, but I've been busy this week. You know, mm-hmm. so. Nursing me to. back to health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two sick kids. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's been sick and my wife has been sick, so keeping daddy busy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the daughter was sick and she was she was fine when she was sick because you know she kind of laid on the couch, watched TV, and I'm I don't all know, kids. They just shake it easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they shake it, all of a sudden they're full of energy. Yeah. So, like yesterday, I'm trying to get stuff done, and she was. She was like a monkey on my back all day long, just, you know. And I'm, and like, useless, it. completely useless. Yeah, you're useless. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, so, anyhow, no, I have it, it, I have not watched any uh, of Rondé's coverage. I always like his coverage. Yeah. The best, the best, I'm going to put this out there, the best person to watch for 
football coverage, if you want to get the X's and O's, is a quarterback school. Now, he mainly does QB offense. QB school. QB school. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Oh, J.T. O'Sullivan? J.T. O'Sullivan. Yes, he, he used to be a quarterback. He was a quarterback. I don't know. Uh, Journeyman quarterback. I think early in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. He played with a lot of teams, kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is really knowledgeable, and he'll show you all kinds of stuff on the offense. That you, and, he, and he's very good at uh, giving a good presentation. You need to look up his uh, Nathan Peterman video. Oh, God, his Nathan Peterman video. We, Me and Molly will watch that every now and then when we, we want a good laugh because it is hilarious. Awesome. And his video on Colin Kaepernick's workout is spectacular. Uh, he's a big Colin Kaepernick fan, but you watch that video and he will tell you Colin Kaepernick could not play in the NFL. You know, the way he was out there doing, mm-hmm. he was, it was just it was horrible. It was just bad. And he breaks it down. And uh, he's he's a really good guy. But again, even with him, you know, I watch these professionals, you know, guys that have played in the thing, you know, these professional analysts and all that stuff. They, they'll break down film. And the only way they do is they'll bring out one or two plays, and they, you know, they have to do that because they don't have all the time in the world. So they'll, they'll break out plays. And a lot of times they're wrong. You know, I'll see stuff that they do, not a lot of times, but every now and then they'll be wrong. And I've caught a couple times with J.T. O'Sullivan where you know, he's been wrong about Buccaneers' offensive plays. And I'll be like, oh, oh, hey. So, you know, even, even the best and the professionals get it wrong sometimes. I know I get it wrong. <laughs> that's that's one that's one of the reasons why I don't touch into the X's and O's as much because there's just so much you can get wrong. It's it's you know because you don't know yeah if it, the, the receiver ran the wrong route even you know what what the play is supposed to be if they lined up correctly you don't mm-hmm. know you don't know what it was in the huddle and you just kind of have to guesstimate and uh, then a lot of times I will think one thing and they're in a press conference. Bruce Arians will say another thing and I'll be like oh wow, I never thought about that and I'll go back and look at the game film. And I'll wait. Well, yep, that's exactly what he said. I would have been totally wrong if I would put that on film. So, yeah. It happens. It happens. All right, we've got the kittens coming up, and we've got a little bit of Bucks news. Molly's going to take that for us. What you got, Molly? Antoine Winfield Jr. was named the midseason defensive rookie of the year. Nice. Have you ever heard of the midseason defensive rookie no. of the year? Me neither. But no. it's a thing and he won it. So yay. Midseason rookie of the year. <laughs> but I mean it kind of seems like he'll be on track, you know, for defensive rookie of the year at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps playing this way. Yeah. And it's nice to see that he's been recognized for that. Yeah, he hasn't done a whole lot in the past few games. But nobody has. Right, exactly. Nobody has. Ryan Jensen was nominated for the Salute to Service Award. So this is his second year in a row. The award recognizes players for honoring and supporting the military community. The finalists are announced in January, and then the winner is announced at the NFL Honors, which is aired the week of Super Bowl. Now, every team nominates one player Correct. for this. Uh, Vincent Jackson used to be our guy. We, yeah. Every year, Vincent Jackson, he's huge, huge, huge. Mil- you know, his parents were in the military yeah. and all that stuff. And I think he won it. Did he? Did, didn't he? I can't remember. I want to say he did. I can't remember. He, he won it one have. year. But yeah, the whole time he was with us, he was that was his thing. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. Ryan Jensen and he's still big up. into it and into the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Jack Sitchi returned to practice this week. He has been on IR the last four weeks. So there is a 21-day window where he can be activated. So we will see. Hmm. Okay. All right, let's get on to this game preview. I'm not going to lie. I'm not nervous about it, but I'm a little nervous about it. The Panthers are currently 3-6. and six. They're on a four-game lose streak. Yay! I know. <laughs> Which is, you think that's great, but then at the other, uh, on the other side, you're like, mm, like they want to, they're really gonna want to break this streak. And in fact, uh, they're now tied with Atlanta in the division. Did you know Atlanta is three and six? <laughs> and Ugh. I know. So they're like what on a four game or three game win streak too? Weren't they zero and six or zero and five, something like that? Yeah. Uh, and actually, they, the Panthers, lost the tiebreaker, so they're actually fourth in the division. They're last. That's exactly how we thought it was going to be. Atlanta it, overtook yeah. it, overtook them. Yeah, which I did not think that was going to happen. That really surprised me. But I guess Carolina has set the bar so low. Yeah, yeah, Carolina is not a good team. Uh, you know, people are like, "Oh, they're playing <laughs> really good football." They're not really. They're playing. Uh, basic football and you know people are starting to get film on them now uh, mm, you know before at the beginning of the year people didn't have film on didn't know what they were going to do uh, so you know now they're they're really getting beat up i don't know how they lost last week though because the, they, they uh Atlanta? the chiefs oh the chiefs okay. and you know it was one of those games i think we had it on in the one o'clock spot and it was one of those games where well the chiefs it's kind of their mo like they let you get up they let you score a touchdown and then they come back and make you pay for it and beat the shit out of you so that's kind of what they did but in all kinds of metrics you know carolina really outperformed them and i'm just not really sure how they lost this game the score was 31 to 33 the time of possession, Carolina had the ball 38 minutes to Kansas City's 22 minutes. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Carolina had 434 five yards. Kansas City had 397, so about 40 yards. Uh, Carolina had 76 plays to Kansas City's 58. Damn. Yeah. Rushing, Carolina had 104 to Kansas City's 36. Although, in passing, Kansas City had 361 yards to Carolina's 331, so they did have 30 yards passing on them. But, I mean, that's a huge disparity, 70 yards for rushing. And then turnovers, Kansas City had committed a fumble and lost it, and Carolina had no turnovers. So you're like, how did they lose that game? They found a way, especially <laughs> to me. The time of possession was such a huge yeah, disparity. Yeah, it was huge. That was Almost as of, bad as our time yeah, of possession in this game. Yeah. They did give up 150, uh, 59 yards to Travis Kelsey last week. So, you know, that might bode well for Gronkowski. If he can catch the ball. Yeah, get it together. Get it together, Gronk. As a reminder, in our week three matchup, 
we beat the crap out of them, 31 to 17. Is that uh, week three or week two? Week three. <clears throat> Who did we play week two? Hold on. Oh, wait. No, that was week two. Okay. You're correct. So. Yeah, we played Denver week three. Okay. No, we played the Chargers week three. Uh, I think we played the Chargers oh, no, week no, no, four. No. no, I'm looking at their <laughs> schedule. You're right. You're right. Uh, so last time we played them, Teddy Bridgewater went 33 for 42 for 367 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and we sacked him five times. So a very good performance by the Bucks defense. However, I am concerned that we gave up 367 yards passing. And I would like to see the Buccaneers tighten that up this week mm. against them. Yeah. I have some concerns. DJ Moore had 120 yards and Robbie Anderson had 109 yards. They had 200 yard receivers that game. They committed three fumbles. They had three fumbles. They lost two. So that was good for us. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, that was the game that we hurt his ankle. So mm, they yeah. lost him like midway through. And they're not going to have him this week either. He's out. He played last week, as Ralph knows. Yeah, I didn't play him in fantasy, and he bench. scored 36 points. Yeah. Well, he hurt his shoulder that game. So I played all Buccaneers and ended up with 49 points. Total. <laughs> <laughs> I got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> Buccaneers defense, Buccaneers kicker, Buccaneers quarterback. Wow. All my receivers, all my running backs. I well, did it. No, I had I played Mike Davis, uh, the Carolina's second running back, and he got me eight points. Other than that, it's all Buccaneers, baby. All Buccaneers. That'll teach me. Leonard Fournette against the Panthers did rack up 103 yards rushing the last time we played him. Yeah, they're tackling a suspect. Especially up the middle. They're mm -hmm. very weak up the middle. I, You know, I'm concerned about our run game. I really don't like what they're doing with Rojo. Yeah. I don't like how they're doing Rojo. Yeah. I think he had the hot hand. You let him keep going. But I don't, I don't think they want a hot hand. Yeah, you always get torn between this whole loyalty and stuff. And, you know, well, I just think that he players earned for doing it. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Mike Evans that game had 104 yards. So Tom Brady threw one interception and had a fumble that game, but otherwise he did pretty good. Um, so what do you think, Ralph? How do you if think if we don't go? play, if we don't play better, you know, up to our friggin' potential, we're gonna get stomped again. You know, it we you can't play. We couldn't play a high school football team the way we were out there playing. And it, like I said, it's not that we're, you know, crumbling as a team. It's just like it seems like every other place somebody screws up. It's just not good discipline, execution, whatever. You know, I mean, it's like when you when you have a wide open receiver, you throw the ball to him. You know, the the offensive line can block great. The quarterback can throw the ball perfect the offensive coordinator could coordinate the the receiver open but he's got to catch the damn ball you know 
And the way we're playing, we just it let it bounce right off our helmets. I, I don't, I don't know what the fix for that is. I don't know if it was just one of those things where it was just kind of luck where everybody had an off day. You know, usually during a game, there's a couple players that have off days, but it just seems like in this game we have, but what's scary, like I said, this is a third game in a row where we gradually gotten worse. Like lost our oomph. Yes. And we've got to get back to where we were in uh, week six. Got to. I would hate to think that we peaked then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like that was the abnormality. I want right. to say that these screwed up games are the abnormality. Yeah. But, you know, if, if, we, if we play like we did against the Saints, we are going to get beat. Any team in the league will beat us if we play that way. And how to shore it up, I do not know. One, have the guys tackle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd think that would be a... A normal given. But again, you know, it's like with these, it wasn't like the receivers were dropping the ball left and right. It was just, like I said, there was only three dropped passes. There were some of them were in key times and all that. But then you add that up with the three miscommunications. You know, so that's six plays right there. Then you add it up with the bad passes by Brady, you know, and then you're up to like nine bad plays. And mm-hmm. then you add up to seven bad plays by. <laughs> Uh, offensive lineman and you know then you're up to 20 bad plays and it just it's one person will screw up here one person will screw up there and it just adds up and next thing you know you've run 60 plays and only five of them have gotten you any yardage but we can't do that if we're going to screw up we need to all screw up at one time <laughs> same then, play and then just shake it out right, move on yeah. to the next and then nobody else screws up for the rest of the game <laughs> we'll have one play where everybody just leaves the field oh that reminds me speaking of leaving the field i wanted to talk about this one the during the saints game they were going they were kicking an extra point or a field goal i can't remember which one it was i think it was a field goal and Devin White is back there, and Devin White's in charge of counting and making sure there's 11 guys on the field. Well, he's back there counting, and the referee's back there counting. And Devin White somehow counted 11 guys, 12 including himself. So he freaks out, and he's like, oh, my gosh, i got to get off the field. So he runs off the field. But he was wrong. There was 11 guys, including him. When he ran off the field, there was only 10 guys. I mean, it's no big deal as far as the how the play worked out. <clears throat> but it just goes to show – I mean – when your team can't count, you know, the captain of your defense can't count, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's just small things like that all throughout this game. And he was very lucky because he he ran. He didn't run straight towards the sideline. He ran it at an angle, and he crossed over the line of scrimmage. And luckily, they snapped the ball right – I mean, literally, right before he crossed the line of scrimmage, they snapped the ball, or it would have been a penalty. But, yeah, so he runs – like gets to the sideline, and I guess somebody yelled at him and was like, "Hey, get back out on the field!" And he turns around and kind of like walks over because at that point the play's already done. <laughs> it was over. Yeah, it was just stuff like that almost every play. Yeah, so we got to tighten downs. up all that. Yeah, yeah, we got to play discipline football, man. Yeah, let's get back to the basics. Yeah, I think tackle, so too. catch, block. They need a focus and cover. Yeah, yeah. Do your job. All right, let's go through the injury report, and then we will wrap it up. All right, who's hurt? Christian McCaffrey's out, you said? Yeah. Uh, Let's go through the Bucs first. So Shaq Barrett has a shoulder injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, and then returned to full practice Friday. That was Barrett? Yeah. Shoulder injury. 
Yes. Levante. Okay, I don't know what this is. He was limited. It doesn't say what the injury was. Uh, he was limited Wednesday and then full participant Thursday and Friday. So he's good to go. Carlton Davis was not listed on Wednesday. Thursday, he did not practice. Friday, he was limited, and he is questionable for the game. Oh, no. Yeah. I forget what the injury was. I saw it on Twitter. It doesn't say it on the injury report that I just... Scott Smith, you got to get it together, bro. (laughs) Uh, Wide receiver Chris Godwin with the finger. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. A full participant on Friday. Gronk, he missed, let me, oh, he missed Wednesday, but it was not injury related. So he's good to go. Ali Marpet is apparently still in the concussion protocol. He did return to practice this week in a limited capacity, and he was limited all week. He's still in the protocol. I think BA said that they would know more tomorrow, Saturday, whether he's been cleared to play or not. So. We'll see about that. One thing I want to say about Joe Haig, you know, he went up against 93, uh, David Onyemata, just about the whole game. That guy's good, Onyemata. I mean, he beat uh, a lot of people on the offensive line, you know, when he wouldn't move around. You know, it wasn't just Joe ba- Haig getting beat. You know, that guy was pretty good. So, you know, Haig had a, a full plate. Let's put it that away. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we didn't give him any assistance. You, know, you think we would have kept the running back in to help Yeah, uh, have D- Jensen keep an eye on him? I don't know. They just threw him to the wolves. Yep. He did pretty good, huh? I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve McClendon has a shoulder injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, but a full participant on Friday. Jaden Mickens, uh, he mispracticed Friday, but it was not injury-related, and apparently his status is questionable. I don't know what that's about. Scotty Miller has the hip and groin injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, full participant on Friday. Cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting has a groin injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, full participant on Friday. Jason Pierre-Paul has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday and did not practice Friday, but, you know, he's a robot, so he will be playing. Terminator. <laughs> and Damakong Sue, it was not injury-related. He had Friday off, so he is listed, but he uh, is going to play. Christian McCaffrey is out. Uh, tackle Russell Okung has a calf injury, and he is out as well. Tight end Ian Thomas, he uh, that is not injury related. He didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday, but was a full participant Friday, so he's good to go. Defensive end Stephen Weatherly has a finger injury, and I believe that they put him on IR. Yeah, they put two uh, defensive end Stephen Weatherly with a finger injury, and then running back Reggie Bonifon had an ankle injury, so they uh, they're out. Both of them for the rest of the season. That just happened this week. Safety Jeremy Chin has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. A full participant on Friday, but is listed as questionable. Defensive end Marquise Haynes has a shoulder injury. He was limited 
Wednesday and Thursday, but a full participant on Friday, and he is also questionable. Defensive end Yeter Grossmatos has an ankle injury, but was a full participant all week, but they still haven't listed as questionable. That doesn't make sense. Cornerback Dante Jackson has a toe injury, was a full participant all week, and he is also listed, listed as questionable. Brian Burns had a groin injury. He did not, or he was limited Thursday. I think Thursday. He was limited one day, full participant one week, one day, and then he's fine for game time. He is really, really good. Uh, He gave our offensive line a a real problem in week two. Yeah. yeah, he he's the he's their best player, I think. Really? Uh, on defense, yeah. Ooh. By far. Mike Davis has a toe injury, but was a full participant all week. Austin Larkin, defensive end, has a groin injury. He was limited and is questionable. And then defensive tackle Bravian Roy, never heard of this guy. Uh not injury related, did not practice Friday, but he's fine for game time. What was Burns' status? Questionable? Or? No, he's fine. Oh, dang it. Means, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get this win. Man. I know. It was a groin injury, limited Thursday, full practice Friday. All right. So that gives us a clear view as to what we got going on Sunday as far as both teams are concerned. Molly, what do you think is going to happen? Let's get predictions in. I'm, I'm looking for a Bucks win. I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, but I think it'll be close. I'm going to give them that. So I will say uh, uh, let me do 28 to 24 Damn. bucks. Damn. Listen, we only scored three points last week. Like, don't. I know. God. Don't act like 28 is a low number. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, I wish I could give two different versions two here. Two predictions. If we don't come out and play better, there's a good chance our season is going to be a wash. Oh my God. Yes, I, I honestly feel that if this if we can't get over this hump now, it, I, I have never heard you so pessimistic. Well, even in our like worst Jameis Winston seasons, yeah, never yeah. been so. Well, I, I don't. I've never seen a team this talented play so badly. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is there. You know, you can't speculate and say, oh, it's a revolt. You know, that's possible. It's possible. You know, the way they're playing out there, you could definitely make an argument that they're not playing to win. Yeah. And if we don't get over this, like I said, it's been, it's been steadily declining for three weeks now. And this is the team we have to do it against. We have to do it against the Panthers. If we come out and lay an egg against these Panthers, I think I think there's a huge possibility that our season could be a wash. Now, I, I'm hoping that that's not going to happen. I'm hoping it's not a locker room issue. I'm hoping that it was just a fluke where you know, everything went the Saints' way, nothing went our way. Those games happen, and I'm hoping that it wasn't. I'm not, I'm seeing a trend that's not there. You know about us getting worse progressively every week since uh, <coughs> since week seven. So. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say we're going to beat the living crap out of these guys. 
I don't think Brady's going to let this happen. I, I think this whole team, we've got way too many guys like JPP, uh, Ryan Jensen, uh, Kappa, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans. You know, these guys do not want to lose. They are, you know, they're veterans. They're going to uh, get in your face, you know, if you screw up. And, you know, they're, they're probably the whole locker room is in a state of fear of JPP right now. I would imagine. <laughs> When he walks in, I bet everybody goes quiet. <laughs> Cowers. Yeah, there ain't no laughing and guffawing in that locker room. I can tell you that. Not with JPP there. So I'm going to go out and say, I'm going to say 35-17. Okay. And they're going to get most of those in the second half of garbage time. Okay. I think we're just going to beat the living mess out of them. We've got to. We mm-hmm. Our team needs to. Yeah. You know, we can, I, I don't even think we can have a close game and win it. You know, if we have a close game and win, you know, it's just they're not going to give us over that hump we need. We need we need our guys to get our confidence back and say, hey, we are the best team in the league. We definitely have the most talent. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm looking for Antonio Brown to have his breakout yeah. game. Yeah. It might take a little bit longer, it you might. know, for him to get it acclimated and adjusted and figure out the system. I, I, was I really wanted surprised. to be this week. I was really surprised at how quick he picked it up. I mean, he was out there with the right of great routes, got some good ball stone his way. You know, well, had, remember, he, he played under BA at Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, no wonder he knows. And, yeah. he, you know, he was staying with Tom Brady for the week before he was able to come to practice. So. Mm, yeah, so they were using that virtual machine system probably probably playing in gronkowski's living room it's so huge oh really if he's still at Jeter's house we still haven't figured that out yet i don't know yeah that was our fact check follow-up i forgot you're horrible at this you are (laughs) (laughs) all right guys we have gone way over time here i'm trying to go get some chick-fil-a i know she's been up me up my butt all day about chick-fil-a so we gotta go it's ralph's fault he he showed me a video And the girl in it was eating Chick-fil-A. And I was like, oh, hey, I want Chick-fil-A now. I know. She was like, she was like, I want Chick-fil-A. That girl was eating Chick-fil-A. I was like, she was? I didn't even (laughs) notice. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, Let's get our positive energy out there for this Carolina game. We can really beat the mess out of them if we play up to our levels. Let's make sure we do it. If we just play three quarters, we'll play 75% of what we can play. We can beat them badly. So let's let's do that. Get the positive energy out there. Be excited about this game. Molly, any last words? I like it. Let's do it. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.